and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Welcome along. It is our post-Georgia runoff edition. And uh, <laughs> I think Georgia runoff is actually uh, an STD that Herschel Walker had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I thought, I thought that even the dumbest white people in Georgia could be convinced that it wouldn't look good to be represented by a complete moron, even if he had a Heisman Trophy. Yeah. I was sort of right, but not as right as I thought I would be. Because obviously, you know, it was like a two-point race, but but that's enough. And if if I'm correct here, uh, the way they – I think there's 159 counties in – Georgia. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. There's so many county sheriffs who can get gigs in in Georgia, right? <laughs> yeah, so many of the guys who look like Jackie Gleason. They look like Jackie yeah. Gleason and, and uh, Smokey the Bandit. Yeah, yeah. Those guys. The Macon County line. Max Bear Jr. Buford Puzza. Right. Um, and states like Georgia, North Carolina, they all look the same when these elections are over. You know. It's blue around cities and suburbs, yeah. and it's red in the rest of the state. And in the case of Georgia, I'm just estimating here, it looks like uh, Raphael Warnock won 25 or 30 counties, and Herschel yeah. Walker won 120. But, of yeah. course, most of those counties are uh, two-horse, one-stoplight counties, and you know they, they don't amount to much. But when you put them all together – they they can add up to a win, like happened in North Carolina a month ago. That's accurate. Right? I guess if we would have had Barack Obama and Stacey Abrams as strategists, maybe she mm. would have done better. But let's not bring that up. I want to bring that up. Not about Well, I mean the strategy the strategy going forward for the for the Democratic Party is do you just intensify your efforts into places like the 11 county Atlanta metropolitan area where people live, or do you try to go for those broad outreach places where there's 35 uh, people in a county and, and stuff you, like that? You know, you know what they call that, Britt, in, in, in my uh, little area of the world? That's a false choice because they did both. They did both. Uh, the the uh, margins and the numbers increased around Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And in those out in the middle of nowhere counties, they were able to cut. They were able to cut Herschel Walker's advantage just by enough. Where you know he did better a month ago because remember it was a lot closer a month ago. And uh, I don't I haven't seen the breakout yet, but the two uh, percent or so that the Libertarian had, oh yeah, very well could have been helpful to. Raphael Warnock also. So the the bottom line is it's horrendous that Herschel Walker was fairly close to becoming a senator. Way too close for comfort, but thank goodness it did not happen. And uh, uh, unlike what we have to do here, Britt, we don't have uh, we have to apologize for for our 
politicians to <laughs> yeah. people that we know. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's, who the fuck is Ted Budd anyway? Which, by the way, is the next documentary that we should make. Who the fuck is Ted Budd? He's a gun um, store owner. He's a gun yeah. store owner without a thought in his head. That's who he is. Right, right. Um, so just good for them, good for the country, good for Democrats, good for the Peach Bowl. <laughs> uh, but it was it was by and large running up the score in those large urban areas. It was yes, largely no doubt about it. That, that's no what doubt. did it. So, but, I mean, I but, think that's. But if Herschel as, Walker as a strategy, could have performed up to up to snuff out in the middle of nowhere, it would have been. What was the whole the whole margin was what fifty thousand, sixty thousand votes? It's nothing. It's nothing. Uh-huh. So, I still. I mean, I would just be be cautious about. You know, the strategy, oh, we have to go appeal to this. Well, yeah, you do, but you really, really have to maximize those areas where people well, live, and you got to get those people to turn out. Well, but if you have a uniquely shitty candidate. Ted Budd? Like. Oh, sorry. Well, there see, again. Problem. Ted Budd compared to Herschel Walker, yeah. you have to admit. Yeah, Herschel Walker is a worse candidate. The, Herschel the Walker is is a little bit different. So I would say on on a I, I I mean I know it's 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 a dramatic statement. It's probably the worst candidate the Republicans have ever run for Senate. I mean, there've been a few, but I think looking back historically, this guy would have to be the worst. Yeah. Uh in, in his own way. In his own way. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's like, like I I think some, you know, objectively you could look at that and go, "Oh yeah, that guy." And still, as you point out, it was much closer than it ever needed to be. But still, an inch is, good, is as good as a mile, and we'll take it. Right. Uh, plus, here's the question. Was yesterday the worst day yet for Donald Trump? It's interesting. It's just one it? of the bad days. Because between that and the, uh, the company with his name on it getting yeah. tagged for, for all 17 counts of basically being a fraud of a company, Brit, and and I I object to the idea that it, it's obvious they were keeping probably two sets of books. I think it was four or five. Well, <laughs> okay, I think I it was four or five. I don't believe I'll argue with you about that. That is, yeah. The, but the, again, when you find out that the penalty is like a rounding error, you know what? What is it like a million bucks or something? Yeah. They're going to have to pay in terms of a well, penalty. But, but it's and and don't laugh when I use this word. It's reputational damage. <laughs> I certainly uh, hope that it is blood in the water for any future prosecutors that want to go and, and absolutely no doubt about. Re- remember, every step along this path, if there's a not guilty verdict, right? If, if at any time, if he ever gets out of anything ever, um, the morons of this country will follow him over the cliff as he declares. This is proof it was all a witch hunt, which he says right. anyway, There's, even yeah. after he gets convicted. But if he ever gets acquitted for anything, if a prosecutor fails to make the case, he will say, well, that's proof. And, of course, that means I should automatically be the president right now or something crazy like that. So this does, no question about it, embolden all other prosecutors in all other venues, including just down the road. Uh, with the Manhattan prosecutor, Mr. Bragg, who is uh, now stepping it back up. And uh, those of you, don't rip up those checks that you wrote to Stormy Daniels. Okay, don't rip them up. We still need them. Uh, you thought you were out from underneath that. Uh, and but, I mean, you know who also has vindicated? But Michael Cohn. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Everything Michael Cohn 
said about Trump in person for which he took the hit because he was part of it uh, turned out to be true. And uh, th- there's no doubt you can impute from the verdict on uh, on Tuesday that even though Trump personally wasn't on trial, there's no question about it. He knew everything. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it where the greatest businessman in the history of the world, who proved it for 13 years on the NBC television network, yeah. uh, who knows everything about everyone and knows where every dollar is going because he's that good, he's that fastidious, he's that much of a business genius. You can't say that on one hand, and then when the shit hits the fan, he knew nothing. He knew nothing. He knew nothing. He knew nothing. <laughs> he was he was outsmarted by the Jew. He was outsmarted by the Jew who was hired 50 years ago. Yeah. All those years. Maybe you could get a couple of good Jews on that legal team, Donald. Maybe if you actually paid people, you might have a you might be able to get out of some of this shit, pal. <laughs> that wouldn't help. <laughs> well, it was it was a bad day, and now uh, some semi uh, breaking news. Uh, items with classified markings found at Trump's storage unit in Florida. Apparently, oh. his legal team, and I'm not getting a timeline on this, but uh, his legal team apparently sent out their own people to look around and say, hey, is there any other shit that perhaps he didn't tell us about that might be uh, lying around? Or And there was. There's some, there's some stuff at uh, classified markings found at a Trump storage unit in Florida. So uh, it's, not, it's not the is, best is this, is this part of the... Uh, where they, they sent the legal team, not just out to Mar-a-Lago, but out to Bedminster and into Trump. They wanted to make sure that he wasn't hiding the the, the shit anywhere. Okay. This was at a storage unit in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Good, good. You know, th- th- that just means that they were trying to cover their bases You're because right. I think these lawyers had signed off on the idea that everything had been turned over. The items were immediately turned over to the FBI, according to those people who spoke, by the way, Brad, on condition of anonymity. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that still, like, we're still at that point, huh? Well, it's also like there's nobody around this guy that doesn't run their mouth. There's like he there's no loyalty. The guy all he ever asked for was loyalty all these years. And there is zero loyalty toward this son of a bitch, this weak, flaccid son of a bitch. They're, they're all anything they know, they immediately run to somebody and, and flap their lips. Yeah. The search was one of at least three searches conducted by an outside team of his properties for for classified materials in recent weeks. So this is a recent development after they were pressed by a federal judge to attest that they had fully complied with a May grand jury subpoena to turn over all materials bearing classified markings. There we are. All right, back to uh, Georgia. Here is the real reason. The real reason that Herschel Walker lost. Not for all the reasons you think. Oh, because he, he paid for abortions. Oh, because he put a gun to his wife's head. Oh, because he didn't even know whether he was running for the House or the Senate. Oh, because uh, do you want to be a werewolf or uh, uh, a, a vampire? None of that shit. None of that stuff. The answer is because Marjorie Taylor Greene was not called in as the cavalry. She is pissed. She is pissed. Quote, um, this is for Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and the rest of the Republican senators. You guys are the reasons why we're losing. And this is your third loss in my home state. Let me inform you on behalf of Georgia. This is your third strike and you are out. Marjorie Taylor Greene complained that the 
Herschel Walker campaign rarely asked her to speak at events. I was never asked very often by the Herschel. And say, this is qualified. Does that mean she was asked a few times? <clears throat> never when have, you, when have yeah. you ever known for her to ask for an invitation to anything? Right. She said, they only asked me to maybe to, I think. See, this is a difficult thing to know. How many yeah. of these you are? Maybe asked? two. Yeah, I can't yeah. count that high. Two or three in my own district when he was campaigning all over the state, running for. And they only asked me a couple of times in my own district, which I find extremely insulting. Ooh. So that is that's a Trumpy thing, isn't it? That's a Trumpy thing. And now he, well, of course, he had his huge tele rally didn't work. Trump's big tele rally for Herschel didn't work. That's a surprise, isn't it? <laughs> I thought that was going to be it. I you, thought that was going to happen. You thought that was going to change everything. All you right. talk about a half ass effort. And, and Donald Trump has a huge ass. So a half ass is a lot of ass, but it wasn't enough ass. Yeah. Hey, by the I can't wait to see Don Jr. and Eric's LinkedIn account because they're going to be looking for work here soon. Uh, and that because the Trump organization essentially is they're out of business. They may not say it, but the, okay. You'll still be able to do business with, you know, the Saudi Arabian government, maybe. And that's probably only with Jared. And, and I think he scooped up all the, the easy money so far from over there. I don't think there's any left that they would want to waste. Who's going to do business with these people? Verizon, ring, ring. We'd love to partner with you. I mean, who the exactly? Who the fuck is going to do anything with these guys? Right. Which, and of course, you know, all the properties left in the country that still have his name on it. And, and I should check. I, I would imagine by now, and I know this isn't true, but I'm just supposing it's true. Maybe you can get a room at one of his hotels, like the one in Las Vegas, you know, for eight bucks a night. Who wants to be there? Did Who you say be- you did you yeah. say you actually went in that thing one time and looked around? No, I didn't I didn't go in it. We I don't we drove know. by it a bunch of times. It, it looked fairly not. I don't know anybody that's ever stayed there or been there or done anything there. I mean no, that's that's, that's you know, it's supposed to be an okay, but but the, the 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 point here is and and you know of course we're talking to ourselves in our own little bubble here of course and and the conviction in court to his company is a story that absolutely has no currency whatsoever among the cult they don't care most of them don't know and most of them believe it was a you know it's just more harassment of their here i mean we know that but in the real world in the business world it does mean something because your own reputation is dependent on who you hang out with who you do business with and who now wants all right the my pillow guy okay he's still on board he still do that but but after that the 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 pickings get pretty pretty slim now uh a side note on that ivanka she got a waiver from the court on Tuesday, because right now there's uh, somebody that's been uh, assigned by the court to oversee what is left of the Trump organization, how they're doing business. Yeah. And she has gotten a separate waiver because she's somehow been able to, how should we say it, sweet talk. I'm not alleging anything, Britt. I'm not alleging anything. She's exempt and can do business by herself in her own way, separate from the Trump organization, and we'll leave her alone. Because <laughs> as you've said a million times, she is 
the chosen one. And yeah, I've said I've said that a lot. Yeah, I've said that. Going back to uh, Raphael Warnock's victory, you saw the statistic. This is the first time since 1934 that every senator that sought re-election won. Every incumbent senator that was trying to win re-election won for the first time since 1934. Um, you're you're talking about in a president's in a in a mid in, in a term in a midterm a yes. president yeah correct yeah. yeah. So, the last one was that lucky stiff Roosevelt, right? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. That lucky out. stiff, yeah. Because he had a depression, and that just helped him so much that year. They, they just kept voting. So the, the final – I mean, the final score on, on crazy, stupid, dementia-filled Joe Biden's midterm can be told now. It was a red ripple. They barely – the Democrats barely lost the House, and they actually gained a seat in the United States Senate. Yeah. This old man, who, again, is so brain-addled that he doesn't know how to speak – is whipping your ass, Republicans. I'm sorry. Price of gas is going down. I know we have inflationary problems. We're looking at a recession worldwide, I might add, possibly next year. But things are actually kind of looking good. I know now we're looking at maybe some employment challenges coming up. But this guy is whipping your ass. And he has been for a couple of years now, guys. Yeah. Now, I don't know how late you stayed up or, or whether you watched. All night. Uh, Reverend Warnock's acceptance speech, but it was the best I've ever seen. Not even close. And this is a guy that does not need a teleprompter. I find it, and and you can help me with this, because I'm trying to, to think about what this really means just in this one area only. The Republican Party, going back to Reagan, who made the phony devil's bargain with Jerry Falwell and evangelical Christians and Reagan himself posed as their champion. And he did a little dance around abortion, but he never really did anything, but they thought he was on their side. And uh, as a result, the Republican party has fashioned itself, at least up until, okay, Trump, Trump time, that they were the morality party. They were the, party of religion and Christianity and real America and God and all the rest. So now I ask you to look at the 100 senators and tell me which party has a senator who is a true man of God. The answer, of course, is yeah, the Democrats, the Democrats, Raphael Warnock. That's right. They have a real, a real pastor as a senator whose roots, which reach right into the Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Martin Luther King had the gig until 1968, I don't know whether you get a, a, a stronger claim on, if you want to be really broad about it, religion and Christianity as the basis for the morality of your politics than you do with Raphael Warnock winning in a heavily white Christian dominated state. He did it and he's a Democrat and he's a liberal. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think I haven't read this anywhere. Nobody's I'm sure other people will write about this and talk about it much more eloquently than I'm just making this up as I go along. I think that's a very, very important story because we can talk all we want about the 
Democrats having to campaign out in the rural counties, whether it's North Carolina or Georgia or or Pennsylvania or anywhere else. But just think of the possibility of this flip, of this turn in the false cloaking of a political party. And it has been false all these years. It's been bullshit. It's been complete bullshit, except for three judges, versus Wade. Okay. <laughs> By the way, remember, guess what? Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer, they're going to run out of ink approving judges for the next two years now. It's, <laughs> okay? They are. They are. That old man is kicking your ass. <laughs> so I hope that some, not all, of the damage that was done by Trump um, can can get unturned. And as you know, Britt, I think we should just pray for the good health of, oh, Clarence Thomas, Samuel yes. Alito. As always. John Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Amy Coney Barrett. <laughs> we want them to do really for the next few years. We would hate to see anything happen to those. Sure. Look, always fasten your seatbelts and take a lot of uh, vitamin C. The right. uh, story from Van Jones last night, he's an insult to the black community, referring to Herschel Walker. Well, he's kind of an insult to humanity, just humans in general, but okay. I'll, I'll take you at your word, Van Jones. Yeah. I mean, you did have – Raphael Warnock is is the kind of guy – he's a very intelligent guy, and he must get kind of frustrated with all the self-important assholes that he meets in the United States Senate who kind of strut around, and he has to kind of hold back and not tell them, you you guys, uh, I'm way smarter than all of you, and shut the fuck up. I mean, I and he's good enough I don't person. get that out of him at all. He, I don't get that he, he's a very bright individual, but then you had a great – here was Herschel Walker, and as it was pointed out by several ministers, this was obviously a caricature of a black person that some guys in rural Georgia could be comfortable with. Herschel's a good guy. He'll let the white people guide him around by the nose. And that's exactly what would have happened had Herschel Walker been uh, elected to the United States Senate. The Republicans would have told him, now, Herschel, do this, don't do this, do that, don't do this. And they would have done that for several years. So you had a real a, a real difference in those candidates uh, in Georgia. And now I'm not sure what happens to Herschel. Does he move back to Texas, Brad? Does he, does he seek office? Does he try to primary John Cornyn? What is he? Yeah, doing? That, what, that's what it. You know, he did come he, so close. What is he? Doing? Uh, yeah, I think there. I think he's got a very bright political future, Britt. <laughs> and I would hate to see the Republicans <laughs> not take advantage of that because uh, he's. He, yeah, he'd go back. He can go back to Texas where yeah. he really lives, and he can cheer the Dallas Cowboys, his old team, who are very good this year. Finally, his, his, old, his right? old team, the team that he made a thousand times better by being traded from. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys. Doesn't matter. If you wear the uniform for five minutes, <laughs> you, you, you get the claim. I just I don't know why Donald Trump doesn't have him on the short list for vice president. I got to tell you, I got to ask right now why Donald Trump has not put that man on the short list let, to be his me, running mate. Let me uh, let me get to what I was really going to say, because you just moved me in that direction. I thought that Raphael Warnock's acceptance speech last night was, without him probably thinking about it, although he's a pretty smart guy, that was a speech that introduced him to much of the country that may not have known that much about him. Uh, it was after 11 o'clock here in the East, but of course earlier in the rest of the country. 
Um, and he was just fantastic. It reminded me of some of those speeches that you saw Barack Obama make early on before he even became a candidate for president. That speech he made at the 2004 convention. Uh, there's not a red America. There's not a blue America. There's a United States of America. That speech. That's what I got from Raphael Warnock last night. He was very, very, very good. And if I was Joe Biden, and I'm not, and I was looking for a way to get out from underneath Kamala Harris, there's your out, Raphael Warnock. There he is. And I know that there are some Democrats who would not accept that. no matter. But you know what? That's a winner. That's a winner. And that's a guy you could see as president. Oh, yeah. She has been terrible. Yeah. She's just, you can't see her as president. Uh, and it would be, I think, a, a perfect trade, a perfect trade. And I know some people can't accept that, but, um, yeah. Hey, Franklin Roosevelt didn't run with the same guy four different times. Mm. Okay. That's correct. Different vice presidents all the time. That's right. Um, he kept trading them in for new warm buckets of spit. Okay? That's not, that's not, <laughs> but, but if you're, if you're Joe Biden and you're running at the age that he is running, the vice presidential choice becomes even more important for actuarial reasons, obvious actuarial reasons. And that makes the, the, uh, the, the Kamala Harris millstone even more difficult and not helpful. Not that anybody ever votes for president because of who the vice president is but in this case it will be a big deal because of his age and uh joe biden's age and and i'm here to tell you that uh rafael warnock on the ticket with joe biden holy bring it on do it a real no, campaigner a guy who knows how to meet the people where they are yeah. A guy who looked into the camera over and over again last night and said, I am Georgia. I am Georgia. No, he's uh, that that does supercharge the ticket if he's put on there. That is some rocket fuel right there. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, are we going to be uh, – Elon Musk called me yesterday. He wants us to set up a GoFundMe page for him uh, because apparently he's about to not be – the richest guy in the world anymore if things keep going in the direction that they're going if tesla stock keeps cratering it's the guy who's the head of uh, uh lvmh you know that's uh louis vuitton christian yeah. dior all those uh, uh uh highfalutin brands who may pass elon musk as the richest guy in the world so musk uh, below 200 billion dollars net worth let's get that going brit and I'll I'll put in the first thousand. You want to match it? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think those things bother Elon Musk? Do you think he's got enough of an ego that now that he's not the richest guy, he's going to be pissed about? You know that? what? I don't think it bothered other people. I don't. You know, Bill Gates was it for a while. I don't think he cares. Yeah. Warren Buffett. I don't think he cares. But Elon Musk, he yeah. cares. And by the way, shingles don't care either. Shingles don't care. No, they don't. That's just not. If you're over 50 and you haven't gotten that thing and you had the chicken exactly. pox, you absolutely should get that vaccination. Shingrix right. is a it's a big deal. Uh, right. Elon Musk now coming under fire because I don't know if you saw this story. They have converted some of the office space at Twitter headquarters in San Francisco into bedrooms. 
so that some of the um, remaining slave <clears throat> employees can just stay there and uh, sleep and then go back to work. And then the city council and various government entities are saying, you can't do that because that's not been zoned for that. Yeah. Right. And now Elon is uh, hitting back and defending himself against obviously breaking the law. Well, if there's a, ever a, a city that will go by the letter of the law on something like this because they can, it's probably San Francisco, don't you think? I just feel sorry for any son of a bitch still left at those headquarters who was still brainwashed by this asshole. And they feel like somehow they have to do this. They have to sleep and they have to work 20 hours out of the day and just eat uh, mayonnaise sandwiches or whatever they're doing. I just, I, 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 I can't believe if, if you had a loved one that was doing this, you would, there'd be an intervention. You'd have it be like at R. Kelly's compound. You try to storm in, grab those people and get them out. Wouldn't you? Uh, you would her. Uh... Elon, he's uh, he, at one level, it, it seems like he's unraveling just like Trump. But I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 look, we, we just had a guy who went from whatever that idiot Sam Bankman von Stuckman Fried is, whatever his name is. You know, he went from being worth supposedly 30 billion to to nothing right now. Uh, so with Elon Musk, uh, people are still buying the cars though. And they, but who knows? I don't know. I don't know. He's, you know, you and I aren't big Twitter guys anyway. So because well, it's I, I'm, a, I'm on, because, you, because you're not there, I'm a little more active on Twitter than you think I am. I'm, I'm Why been, is that? I think you well, need to get off. I think no, you need to get a life. I, at, at a certain point, if I feel like I do, I will. I will move, and I, I, I'm not on there to the exclusion of not having a life. Thank you very much. I still manage. Well, to yeah, because you can still be on Facebook too. So <laughs> I still, I still manage to work about 48 hours a week, and then worked about 400 hours of overtime yeah, at another you work job. On Twitter you... for 48. Hours. I know what you <laughs> That's do. What I did. But yeah, I'm a little. I, I, my, my current favorite thing is to kick Donald Trump, subtweet Donald Trump Jr.'s ass. And then hashtag it with free speech. You can just call it anything you want to. And you can just say, oh, it's free speech, right, Elon? We're doing free speech now, aren't we? That Donald Trump is a coke-snorting piece of shit. Hashtag free speech. And, you know, you can just do that sort of thing. Okay, I got a, uh, I got a beef here, okay, with the entire world on the sad story of the death of Kirstie Alley, um, great sitcom star on, on, on Cheers and and the rest. And as you know, she died earlier this week of uh, colon cancer age. I think was he 71? That's correct. That is right. And uh, I kept looking and looking and I did a deep dive and I couldn't get the answer to one question. And all of the euphemisms and all of the Yes, it's factual buts about the story. Did not ask and or answer this question. Was she getting colonoscopies regularly as an adult like you are supposed to do? Mm. Because the way the story reads everywhere is it suddenly came three yeah. months ago. They just noticed it. And then she died. Yeah. And every doctor said, well, you know, you should get a, a colon. You should, you should make sure you, but nowhere 
does it answer the question, was she? And so because of that, I will assume that, and pardon me, I hope this doesn't get me in trouble, as a Scientologist, <laughs> Kirstie Alley yeah. and her religion do have, and you can ask apostate uh, Lena Remy, right? Isn't that her name? Which is Leah you know, Remini. Leah Remini. That there are a lot of issues with medical care associated with Scientology, not just with psychiatry. Um, and because it's never mentioned that she was regularly getting that kind of uh, pre-warning. And by the way, she would have just gotten one, right? She's 71. You, you do get them on your on that 10th that year. I, I've been You're getting them every to. year since I was uh, uh, the, 10, 10. At the I very least, you poop, you, you poop in a box at the very least like I did. It did anything. Any, it, Britt, if it was anything, yeah. I'd go, okay, you know. But since there was no mention of that, I'm going to assume that sadly – she contributed to her own demise by not doing the bare minimum thing that you should do. It's sad, but I wish that was part of the story because it's, it would make it much more vivid and much more of a warning to people and a red flag and a don't be like me and don't let this happen to you. If you had a celebrity who they would admit didn't do shit maybe for decades over this. And then suddenly, because they didn't do shit, there it is. There it is. And and three months later, she's dead. If she would have done anything, I believe it would have been reported. Don't you think? You would report that. You would say, yes, even though she got colonoscopies year after year after year, well, it was unforeseen. It just, just came along. And this is a an exception to the the rule but you should st nothing like that has been written not one well, doesn't doesn't word. this eventually resolve itself in about six months where they have kirstie alley's family on the today show or good morning america sans adulterers uh talking about uh, colon cancer awareness or something well maybe maybe not maybe and you could be right this could be the uh, oh it's too soon to tell yeah. the truth yeah um I mean, God damn it. Katie Couric yeah. gets it live on TV. Well, yeah, because her husband the died. Are there, and, and yeah, her husband died yeah, when he was 42. Right. Okay. Um, so to have someone 71, I, get, so, uh, I, I, just, I just wish that, that we could get a little bit more truth. We have a like we have a, an anchor here locally that was diagnosed and beat it, and now that's part of her cause. As she goes all over the place and tell, hey, check your. She's got the little hat with the check mark and then a little colon, right? Then I mean, it's yeah. I think you're, I don't think it's a horrible question to ask, particularly when you talk about that cult that is Scientology. Yeah. By the way, how are you about uh, how, how are you on those dirty rotten cheaters being taken off the third hour of Good Morning America? You okay with that? You all right with that? Good with that. Um. I, I'm just not going to comment on it. These are my colleagues. Uh, it's a very personal uh, a issue. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, Britt, I, I want to find out what Howard Stern thinks. Of it, <laughs> I gotta, I, when I get a Howard Stern take on it, then I'll know which way to go. Yeah.
Yeah. Oh, okay, I I got I got one more here. Ready? The, the headline I wrote was, "Wait till Ye hears about this real Nazi." You keep calling him Ye. It's Yay. I'm telling Whatever. you, it's Yay. It's like, hey, it, hey, that guy dropped dead today. That the guy normally known as Kanye West. Yay. That's how you would feel. Uh, now, was it yesterday or was it uh, on Monday's podcast that we uh, heard that Ye Yay? demanded the jews forgive the nazis get over hitler it. it was hitler in particular i think that he get over, forgive Stone. hitler right 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 i think it was right all right we have a, and they're not all dead yet we have a 97 year old nazi death camp secretary who is on trial for her complicity in being part of 10,000 people being murdered she uh, broke her silence or as they say on Inside Edition, speaking out for the first time and breaking her silence. Fuck. I hate that. She now says she was sorry for the horrors inflicted on prisoners. 97 years old. Her name is Ermgard Ferkner. <laughs> Ermgard Ferkner? She was secretary at the Suthoff concentration camp in Poland from 43 until 45. Under German law, yeah. any person who helped Holocaust Nazi death camps operate, even if they didn't work directly on the site, can be held responsible. She's the first woman to be tried in Germany for Nazi-era crimes in decades. She has been referred to as the Secretary of Evil. She's being tried as a juvenile because she was under 21 when she worked at the camp. She denied, denied, denied. For, forever and finally last week on trial her lawyers said she should be acquitted they said the evidence failed to prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt that she was aware of the killings right and the prosecutors they want a two-year suspended sentence which the way i see it that's getting off pretty light and we'll get an announcement on the verdict on december 20th but when yay yeah. When Ye hears about this, he's going to be pissed. Well, be- because shouldn't she automatically be fully forgiven? She should. Well, he now? should go over for the sentencing. He should be like a character witness yes. for, the, for the sentencing, fam. Yes. Yes. Ermgard Ferkner does sound like the name of somebody in an SCTV sketch from like 1982. That doesn't even sound like a real person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ermgard Ferkner, you must serve. Well, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Are there anything else on here? Uh, no, it's a, well, there's a, they, they picked uh, Zelensky to be person of the year, which is a surprise because I thought that, uh, there was going to be a repeat from, from last year. Do you remember who it was last year? Who was it last year? Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. I know that there was like an uproar because DeSantis was on the, the list, right? He was on the final list of guys. That's all bull. Well, you know, you know, who could have been based on the the old criteria that they used to use, it could have been Putin. Yeah. Because their criteria is the person who's had the most yeah. effect on the world. Uh, but I think they uh, discretion was the better form of valor here, and you give it to the the uh, guy who's shown the most courage. Oh, we didn't. Uh, uh, they're, they're hearing the North Carolina case at the oh, Supreme yeah. Court over gerrymandering and stuff. Right. So well, it, well, let's do that on the next Brad and Brit cast. Yeah, that, we didn't that mention on. that. We'll get into that. But that's the Moore versus whatever it is. And Tim Moore Harper. being the speaker. Uh, Moore Harper. Versus, there you go. Moore versus Harper. 
uh, more being the Speaker of the House of uh, the North Carolina House right. of Representatives. So, yeah, we'll Har- talk about Harper that. being a really bad restaurant in Greensboro. <laughs> and Valerie Harper, the late star of Rhoda. We and, really enjoyed and her. And one life. of the H movies with uh, Paul Newman, Hud, <laughs> Ombre, Harper. Yeah. <laughs>